Hello, and welcome to the fourth season of the Right Questions podcast. My name is Simon, and in this series, we'll be covering how-to topics based on some of the most common questions I get asked as a leadership coach and some of the most popular articles on the website. These podcasts are designed to be a very short introduction to each topic. So if you do fancy finding out more, please do head over to www.therightquestions.co. But for now, on with the show. The Iceberg Model of Organisational Culture The picture of an iceberg helps us to visualise culture and the link between behaviours and beliefs. An iceberg has less mass above the water, the visible part, as compared to the greater mass that lies below the surface, which is generally unseen. The main idea behind the iceberg model is that in the same way as a physical iceberg, with any culture, there are obvious things such as behaviours that are visible, but there are lots of things hidden below the surface within a group that drive these behaviours. In this way, the iceberg model is a simple metaphor for describing organisational culture. But what is culture? In a larger social context, culture can be defined as a complex frame of reference that consists of patterns of traditions, beliefs, values, norms and meanings that are shared in varying degrees by interacting members of a community. And that definition is by Ting and Toomey in 1997. But what about organisational culture? Even though that definition is rooted in social geography, it can be easily translated into the corporate world. Any group of people, even one that gathers for work, becomes a community. This vocational tribe will develop its own unique culture, and that is what we generally mean by organisational culture. One useful model of organisational culture is the cultural web. The cultural web, which was developed by Johnson and Scholes in 2001, incorporates aspects that have particular significance within business and describes culture as being made up of stories, symbols, rituals, routines, organisational structures, power structures and controls. It's worth pointing out that there can be cultures within cultures. Not only does a specific company reflect the culture of its host country, and the makeup of its workforce, but even within a single organisation, there can be various subcultures. For example, anyone who's experienced the divides between the front of house functions, for example, sales, marketing and communications, and the more operational and less customer facing areas, such as logistics, information technology or finance, will know that there can be considerable differences and rivalries between these different teams. Furthermore, culture is fluid. Culture is used to pass down ideas and norms between people, but with each generation or team change, that culture evolves. One simple example of this is language, particularly the English language. Language is one of the most useful tools to understand culture, but it constantly changes. There are about 800 to 1,000 new words added to English dictionaries every year. That is about 15 new words every day. Suffice to say, no culture is static. So why does the iceberg model of culture matter? Well, the iceberg analogy helps us to keep in mind that there are hidden beliefs and values below the surface and that what we experience on the surface, be that behaviours, symbols or language, all have some deeper meaning. 
For leaders and managers, this knowledge is particularly useful when it comes to change management. Leading a team through any change programme will inevitably impact or be affected by the culture of an organisation. Mergers fail when cultures are not integrated. I've even seen simple IT initiatives fail, something as simple as introducing new software because people underestimated or ignored the impact of culture on the changes that people were expected to make. People need to understand why change is good or necessary. The why question is addressed primarily by the hidden aspects of culture through beliefs, values and principles. Therefore, to put the iceberg model into practice, think about any team that you are in. Even if you work on your own as a freelancer or self-employed, think about the organisation or organisations you work with. Think about your network or even just your own family. They all have their own culture. Ask yourself, what are the beliefs that drive visible behaviours? What are the values that inform decision making? What are the principles that define how people lead, manage or work together? I use this iceberg model a lot and I can testify that the more you use the model to visualise these relationships, the more aware you will be of what's going on below the surface in your organisation. As a result, your communications will be more effective and your plans will be more likely to succeed. That's it for today, so thanks for listening. And remember, if you'd like to find out more, then just follow the links and go over to the website at www.therightquestions.co. Bye for now.